Acts chapter 4 and the verse number 12. The Bible says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Oh, what a blessing. That is the name Jesus. Amen. That is the name Jesus. Welcome to this message, and it is titled, Nothing But the Christ. There is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. Nothing but the Christ. I'll be very brief on this Christmas Eve, and then after which we'll receive a song ministration from Tara as well, and then we can uh, uh, go and enjoy family uh, together. Amen. The Christian must understand their victory over sin, and what it is that Jesus, the Christ, did for you and for me. Nothing but the Christ. In Titus chapter 3 and the verse number 5, the Bible says something really powerful. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And over there, Paul says and continues in the verse number 6, which he shed us on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord, through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life, through whom it is through Jesus Christ alone, nothing but the Christ. What did all of these things for us? What is it, what is it at all that gave us that hope of eternal life? What is it that gave us that regeneration? What is it that gave us that new kind of life? It is nothing but the Christ. Today, I want to talk about the Christ, nothing but the Christ, in a very brief exhortation, and then we uh, sign off. And I would want to go to a very important portion of Scripture, again, one of my favorites in the Word. Uh, it's in Isaiah chapter 10, and the verse number 27. That is one that we all know. But I want us to read it from verse 26. So Isaiah chapter 10, and the verse number 26 and the verse number 27. And I read. Here the prophet Azar says, And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge. I'm reading from the King James Version. For him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. And then a verse number 27, which is my favorite. He says, And it shall come to pass in that day, that the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So let me read that particular one again. He says, and it shall come to pass in that day that the burden, his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, your shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck. And he says, and the yoke shall be what? Destroyed. How will that yoke be destroyed? The Bible says because of the anointing in accordance uh, uh, you know, uh, with this uh, King James Version. Other versions, you know, more modern English translations, we use the word because of fatness. Mm -hmm. And I'll come back to that shortly. Let me give you a bit of a context, you know, and then I break this down very quickly for us. Now, this portion of scripture was written by Isaiah the prophet. Uh, within the context of the Assyrian uh, oppression. Now, remember that Assyria, the king of Assyria came and, you know, uh, really took over the land of, of Israel. 
and that was because of the sin of the people. And so oppression came through Assyria. The Assyrians, you know, really, they were a scourge in, in the lives of the Israelites. They, they subjected them to a lot of oppression. They made them slaves in their own land. In fact, they even placed very severe taxes on them. And during the times of Hezekiah the king, now remember Hezekiah was a righteous man, and around this time when Assyrian captivity was ongoing, they placed several taxes on Hezekiah the king. And Hezekiah had to send in several amounts of silver and gold to the Assyrian king every single year. And the taxes were obviously passed on to Israel. You could have your own land, your own farmland, and before you realized the farm, you woke up in the morning one day and your farm has been seized by the Assyrians. You could have your children, you know, playing in the field, you know, uh, one day and you woke up in the morning and all your children were ransacked to go and work, you know, uh, somewhere in slavery. You could be walking down the streets, you know, and you could just be, you know, subjected to torture. Uh, and this was the kind of uh, uh, context that Israel lived in under the Assyrian rule. They were oppressed. There was no joyful noise that could be heard in the in the in the streets of Israel because of the oppression, you know, of the Assyrians. They lived in fear, and they were indeed under a yoke. Mm. A yoke is what is placed on the neck of an animal, two normally two animals like oxen, so that together the farmer can control them and cause them to, to, you know, till the ground, you know, and the yoke allows them to move together and to be in the same, to be in unison, to be controlled in a particular way. And so Assyria was like a yoke, you know, upon the neck of Israel. They were like a burden upon their shoulders. They, they, Israel could not stand upright anymore. Israel could not be free anymore because of the Assyrian captivity. And here the Bible says in the verse number 26, God is saying something about what it is that he's bringing, the deliverance that he was bringing to them through the prophet Isaiah. And the, and the way that he captures it is the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him, that is for the Assyrians. So they were oppressors, and God said he's going to overturn that situation for his people, Israel. And he compares this according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. So God compares the deliverance wherewith he would deliver Israel he compares it to the deliverance that he gave when they were under the rule of Midian. Now, remember uh, the story of Gideon, Gideon who was fearful, you know, and Gideon, the one that the angel of the Lord came and appeared to and strengthened him with the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Gideon led 300 men to go and defeat the Midianites. So the Midianites were really a, a very difficult, you know, a group of people as well, just like the Assyrians are. Uh, in this instance, and the Lord is comparing the deliverance that he would be bringing to Israel to how that he delivered them from the hand of the Midianites. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing over here, ladies and gentlemen, he says it to be according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. Oreb was the ruler of the Midianites, and God remembered to mention the place where he took out the ruler of the Midianites. In Confirming his word to Israel, he remembered the place of their previous deliverance. He remembered how that Oreb, the king of Midian, was slaughtered. In fact, his head was cut off in the rock of Oreb 
That is why that rock is called the rock of Ureb. And they were twin rulers of, of, um, of, of Midian and God you know, delivered Israel that day from the Midianites and destroyed them and wiped them out altogether so that his people can be made free. Similarly, he also talks about in that same verse number 26, he says, and his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. Again, he remembers the deliverance of how that the rod of Moses was spread over the Red Sea and how the sea parted in two so that his people would be delivered out of the hand of the oppressor Egyptians. And how that when Moses again stretched forth his hand towards the sea, the sea closed, the Red Sea closed and destroyed all of the Egyptian armies which were pursuing them. Again, God remembers the place of his deliverance and assures Israel to have faith in his ability to deliver them from the Assyrian. And he says to them, remember the rock of Oreb, how I delivered you from the Midianites. Remember the Red Sea, how I delivered you from the Egyptians. What does that mean for you and for me today? Today, our God also remembers the cross of Christ, mm. nothing but the Christ, the cross of Christ, nothing but the Christ. Today, even as we commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord, it is good time for us also to cast our mind back to the cross. If God remembers the place of his victory for his people, if God remembers the place of his deliverance for his people, he also remembers almost on a daily basis, if you like, the cross of Christ for you and for me, the place of his deliverance for you and for me, from the shackles of sin, from the shackles of the oppressors of the enemy, from the shackles of oppression and of all kinds of satanic you know, limitations and, 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 and all kinds of chains and bondage, the Lord remembers that when he sent Jesus' his son to be born in this life, he sent him for a purpose for which he died for you and for me. And that cross for which he sent his son to this world, we also must not forget nothing but the christ at the cross the power of sin and satanic oppression was totally destroyed just as how the lord promised in the verse number 27 he says and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and he says and the yoke shall be destroyed how will it be destroyed because of the anointing because of the anointing ladies and gentlemen i present to you nothing but the christ the word christ means the anointed one it comes from the greek word christos which means the anointed one in the hebrew it is the word messiah messiah means the anointed one that word wasn't fully developed in the old testament until jo until daniel the prophet daniel mentions it i believe in uh, daniel chapter 9 thereabouts when he was prophesying about the future and talked about the Messiah, the coming Messiah. And so the Messiah, the anointed one, we see him now fully manifest in the New Testament. The first Christ or the Messiah mentioned in the book of Matthew chapter one, how that the Christ, the anointed one was born for you and for me. Mm -hmm. By the anointing, the Bible says over here, by that anointing, he says, his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing our uh, god remembers the cross mm. for which he sent the anointed one and by the anointing by the anointing every yoke is also destroyed in the life of the christian today mm. by the anointing every burden is also lifted from the shoulder of the christian today because 
of the anointing. Because of the anointing, satanic oppression is broken over your life. Because of the anointing, demonic activity is destroyed in your family. Because of the anointing, all kinds of satanic oppression, is it, it is broken. It loses its grip and its power over the Christian because of the anointing. Mm -hmm. And indeed, may I say to you, that anointed one, oh, nothing but the Christ, nothing but the Christ, he dwells within you. And if he dwells within you, then by the anointing that is inside you, the anointed one that dwells in you, his power is unleashed today, even as we commemorate his birth. Mm -hmm. His power is unleashed in your life to destroy every yoke, to destroy every kind of satanic yoke placed upon your neck. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and the verse number 14 and 15, even as I talked about how that God remembers the cross, when we talk about the destruction of the of the of the yoke because of the anointing. Oh, look at Colossians chapter 2 and the verse number 14 and the verse number 15, how that is beautifully captured by Apostle Paul. He says, having canceled the debt ascribed to us in the decrees that stood against us, he took it away. Oh, I love it. He said, He took it away. He took it away. He took it away. How did he take it? He said, He took it away. Look at Isaiah 10 and the verse number 27. It says, and the bedding from up that shoulder, what shall be done to it shall be taken away. It shall be taken away. It shall be taken away. He took it away. And the Bible says, nailing it to the cross in Colossians 2 14 to 15, nailing it to the cross. Again, he remembers the cross. He remembers the cross. Just as in the verse number 26 of Isaiah chapter 10, he says, he remembered the Midian as the rock of Oreb, how he destroyed and cut off the neck of Oreb, how also that he destroyed the Egyptians who were chasing his people Israel and closed the Red Sea on them. He remembers the place, the place of his deliverance for his people. Today, he also remembers the cross by sending Jesus to you. The cross is on the mind of God. And the cross must also be on our minds. Mm. And the Bible says, as we continue in Colossians 2, 14 to 15, he took it away, nailing it where? Nailing it to the cross. And the verse number 15, and it says, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. By the cross. He disarmed the powers and authorities. What do we see in Isaiah 10, 27? He says, and the yoke. And the yoke, and the yoke shall be destroyed. How will it be destroyed? By the fatness of the neck. It says because of the anointing. So by the anointing, that word also means fatness, which means that the neck becomes so fattened that the yoke that is placed upon the neck, it breaks and shatters into pieces. That is, it becomes disarmed from the life of the one who believes in Christ because of the anointing. Nothing but the Christ. Oh, nothing but the Christ. Bible says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And if you come to, you know, Colossians 2.15, it says, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them. Other versions, translations use the word, a public show of them. Triumphing over them by the cross, by remembering his place of deliverance for you and for me. We also can claim victory. We can claim victory by the fatness of the neck, by the anointed one, nothing but the Christ that dwells in you and that dwells in me. We also can remember his liberty that he has given unto us. We can remember his salvation that he wrought for us. We can remember his deliverance that he wrought for you and for me. We can remember the breaking of the yoke of oppression of the Assyrian over our neck. We can remember that yoke is broken today 
We can remember that the burden is lifted from off our shoulder today. We can remember, we can remember uh, nothing but the Christ. Nothing but the Christ. Let me take a little step further and then I wrap up. The Bible says, and the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. What does that mean? What does the shoulder stand for? You see, your shoulder is your place of authority. Your shoulder is your place of rulership. And the Bible says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. But let's actually read that. Isaiah chapter 9 and the verse number 6. We all know that beautiful scripture. Isaiah 9 verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be where? Upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Where will the government be? It will be upon his shoulder. Where will his dominion be? It will be upon his shoulder. Where will his authority and his rulership be? The Bible says the government, the authority shall be upon his shoulder. So the shoulder represents authority. It represents rulership. It represents dominion. And in Isaiah 10 and the verse number 27, it says the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. So there is a place of dominion for you as a Christian. There is a place of authority and rulership for you as a child of God, mm -hmm. for you to dominate in this life, for you to rule over sin, for you to walk in liberty, for you to break all kinds of bondage over your life. And the Bible says every kind of burden that the enemy has placed over there to choke your ability to rule in this life, it shall be taken mm -hmm. away. Who and how shall it be taken away? Nothing but the Christ. Mm -hmm. Because for the Christ, the government shall be upon you that he lives to rule. And if he lives in your life, then no kind of burden can remain upon your own shoulder. Nothing but the Christ. He is able to break every burden upon the shoulder. He is able to deliver from all kinds of satanic oppression upon your shoulder. He is able to lift away all kinds of burdens afflicting your family. He is able to lift away all kinds of burdens afflicting your health. He is able to lift away all kinds of satanic oppression over your life. Nothing but the Christ. He says, that burden shall be rolled away. It shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. What about the next one? It says, and the yoke from off thy neck. What does that mean? You see, when the animals are arrayed by the farmer, for him to be able to control this strong ox, for him to be able to control this very strong bulls, for the farmer whose strength is not as that of the bull, whose strength is not as that of the oxen, for him to be able to control them and to cause them to walk where he wants them to walk, for him to exercise control, the farmer must place a yoke upon the neck of these animals. So your neck stands for control. Where the enemy is able to control the lives of many, is it possible that there are many Christians today whose lives, although they believe in Jesus, somehow, somehow, the enemy still has all kinds of control in their lives. Somehow, perhaps, all kinds of attitudes and habits have control over their lives. Uh, maybe all kinds of situations and circumstances have control over their lives. Maybe all kinds of difficult times and obstacles have control over their lives. Is it possible? 
Is it possible? Oh, but thank God for Jesus. Oh, nothing but the Christ. Thank God for the Christ. Thank God for the anointed one who lives in you. If you trust in him, if you have faith in him, that neck where the yoke is placed, the Bible says, the anointing shall cause its fatness mm. so that all kinds of yokes placed upon your neck is totally destroyed Amen. because of the anointing, because of nothing but the Christ. Mm. I pray today, every kind of satanic yoke upon your neck in the name of Jesus and by faith in nothing but the Christ, mm. let that yoke be broken Amen. over your neck even now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We declare yokes broken. Amen. We declare yokes of oppression broken. Amen. We declare yokes of all kinds of sicknesses broken. Amen. We declare yokes of all kinds of satanic hindrances broken. Amen. We declare yokes of all kinds of habits broken. We declare yokes that are not of God broken over your life. Because nothing but the Christ lives in you. The anointed one lives in you. And you want to exercise that faith. And exercise that authority that is on your shoulder. Exercise that authority over anything that is becoming a limitation in your life. Speak to it. Amen. Speak to it. As you remember the birth of nothing but the Christ today, speak to all situations in your life and declare the anointed one, the Christ, nothing but the Christ Amen. and his victory over those areas of your life. Amen. Nothing but the Christ. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. The anointed one, nothing but the anointed one. Nothing but the Messiah. Nothing but the Christ. The anointed one lives in you, child of God. We celebrate his birth today. We celebrate his birth in this season. Remember, even as we do so and enjoy all the, you know, the chocolates and so on. Remember, it is nothing but the Christ. Mm -hmm. It's all about him. It's all about him. Mm -hmm. It's all about him. It is all about the Christ. Please bow down your heads with me, even as we pray. I wanted to begin to cast your mind back on the cross just as the Lord remembered his place of deliverance for his people. I wanted to also cast your mind back to the cross, his place of deliverance for you and for me and remember nothing but the Christ. Can you see the little one, the little Messiah in that manger? Oh, see him. And he came to this life with one mission. He says, behold, I come in the volumes of the books. It is written of me to do thy will, O Lord. Remember, remember, he came. He said, the body thou hast prepared me. Oh, he came to inhabit that body in that little manger so that you and I can look to the cross. We can look to the cross. The anointed one in you, nothing but the Christ, lives in you. Declare the yokes are broken. I want you to speak it by faith right now. The yokes are broken. Uh, all kinds of limitations are destroyed because of the anointing. The burden is lifted off and you are walking in authority. Your shoulder is free to walk in authority because his government shall be upon his shoulder. And he lives in you. He lives in you. Nothing but the Christ. Nothing but the Christ. He lives. He lives. He lives and remains alive in you, the believer. He remains alive in you. Oh, let his power prevail. Let his power prevail. 
that is counsel reign in your life. Nothing but the Christ. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the Christ. Thank you for the anointed one who lives within us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. It is indeed nothing but the Christ. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. Amen.